walks across the table. I closed my eyes was the funniest thing. And she immediately went for it. Oh, you smell too. (laughs) She's on. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 God. Oh, God. (sighs) No. You messed up my intro and everything, Kat. This is a disaster, everyone. Yeah, well, I don't know why that voice attracted you, Meow Meow. <laughs> come on, come on, everyone gather around. I, I guess it was because I said, come yeah, on, come did. on. You I did, did say to I come guess there, I did. so. Yeah. Gather around. <laughs> we have another movie in store for you all. A movie? What? A movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's right. It's a bunch of... Pictures taken in very quick sequence, splicing those together to tell a tale. Ooh, oh. Yes, one of those fancy movie pictures. And this one is quite extraordinary, starring Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd? And others. Constance Cummings. And here to tell you about it is... The bargain in. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. This is your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and telling you whether or not they're in fact frugal movies. We take bargain movies and look at them from a financial perspective. Yes, my increasingly fancy friend, that is the case. <laughs> I can't help it, dear. What did we watch this week, Donna? We watched 1932's Movie Crazy. Movie Crazy. Starring Harold Lloyd and Constance. Constance Cummings. Hell yeah. Isn't that great? It's for our month of love. We watched an early, early rom-com. Yes, very probably the first of the rom-coms by chance. Uh, here was our choosing process. We went on to our subscription to the Criterion channel, not to brag, and looked under the genre of romance, and there is 147 movies in the romance genre on the Criterion channel. Donna picked a random number, and I went through all the listing sorting options and picked that number and then randomly picked one on that list. And that was movie crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know if that's necessary to be told as far as what this movie is, but I wanted you all to know. Yeah, and just in case you're tuning in to this episode and haven't listened recently, there's this thing called a pandemic going on that's stopping us from just going into yeah. a retail store and digging our hands into some stuff everyone's been touching, so... Yeah, um... But anyway, do you want to tell us about Movie Crazy? Yeah, so Harold plays a guy named Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Harold Hall, mm-hmm. which I kept hearing is Harold Hill from <laughs> The Music Man. Um, Harold Hall wants to be an actor, and he thinks he's got what it takes, and he's also really, really clumsy. This is important. Because he accidentally, like, I don't know. He's just a goof. He's an absolute goof. He's an incredible goof. And he accidentally sends some other famous person's picture. No, it's his brother. His bro- Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's even worse. Okay. He accidentally sends his brother's photo instead of his own headshot to a big fancy Hollywood movie producer. And it gets their attention. And they say, hey... It's come, you know, if you're ever out this way, let me know, and we'll see about getting you in a movie. So he does just that. He travels from his home in Kansas all the way out to Hollywood, California, to try and make it big in the movie pictures. But gall darn it, just one thing after another really kind of gets in his way, and by that I mean himself. Um, he accidentally upsets the movie producer before actually meeting him, which causes some confusion because the movie producer wants to meet the man in the picture, but it turns out the man in the picture is not the person who applied for the job. So the person who applied for the job is this dude who broke his hat. And so, because that's the thing that happened in the 30s. People <laughs> wore brokeable hats. Yeah. And, gall darn it, Harold just can't get anything right. Oh my gosh. He, he broke every single window in this movie producer's office. He, like... He, he ends up getting a test. Like, the wires are still crossed on who Harold Hall actually is. So he ends up getting a test, and it takes, what, like 30 takes mm-hmm. of his bad, bad test. 30, it, the test is an audition. He gets, an, mm-hmm. gets to audition for a part, and it takes 30 takes of this audition. Sorry, I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, thank you. Um, well... After, like, he, he's going to head, I guess, to a hotel, like, find somewhere to stay for the night, and it starts raining. And um, hijinks ensue. And he ends up uh, pretty much ruining this woman's car, uh, but she has a heart of gold and lets him into her house. And uh, there's some flirtatious vibes. It's hard to say exactly, but there's some feelings being thrown back and forth. But Harold Hall is... Pretty pretty set on, like, I'm here for my career. I won't let anything get in the way of it. I'm going to be a movie star. And this woman, played by Constance... Um, Her name's Mary Sears. That's right, Mary Sears. Mary Sears, uh, there's this other actor who's in love with her, and he's a Vance. drunk. Vance, yeah. Vance is a drunk, and she doesn't love him. Um, and so there's kind of some tension there. But then Harold... Uh, Goes back and uh, back to the set of Hollywood. You know, Hollywood, where they have, I mean, just all the Hollywood sets at once. Yeah. And um, there, there is a woman who is playing a Mexican woman. It's important. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And it turns out that it's just Mary Sears in a wig. <laughs> and he's in love with Mary Sears in a wig. Yeah. So she makes him think that she actually is Mexican. And she gets a hold of the pin that he said that he would save giving this pin to the woman of his dreams. Mm-hmm. Well, then he realizes he's actually in love with Mary Sears. Well, Mary Sears starts coming on to him. And yeah, he's, they have a moment where they like accidentally kiss, kind of. 
And then now they're in love. Yes. Because... That's how it happens. Yeah. So now he has to figure out how to get that pin back because, I mean, it's going to be official, right? Like, right. Got to give... Got to give... He's saving the pin for whoever he gets engaged to. Right. And uh, she she wants it to be official, so... Um, so he goes back to the set to try and get it from her. Uh, is not successful, but runs into an old classmate, so he can get the pin. Yeah, so he gets a, a different... I mean, Mary Sears is pretty smart, and she knows that that's not the same pin. And she's also still not letting on that she's the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... He seems to, like, he thinks that she can somehow see everything he's done. Right. <laughs> She's like, I saw you get into that car with that woman, and what'd you do? And, yeah. So, a little heartbroken and confused, he goes back to the Hollywood set and uh, overhears what he thinks is all these producers having watched his screen test and say they loved it, when in reality, they hated it. And they hated that guy. An idiot. They are just talking about some other guy that they loved. Right. Um, basically, he walked up into the conversation to a point where they're like, now he's a real actor. Um, and he's trying to make right with Mary Sears. And so she, he goes to visit her and writes her a note like, hey, will you give this to her? And she's like, Mer, and she takes out a piece of paper and writes, I have nothing to say to you. Goodbye. And gives it to him. Well, she gives him an, on the backside of it's an invitation to a birthday party. So he thinks that she he's been invited to a birthday party. And that means that she's forgiven him and they made up. Right. Very Mr. Bean or Ernest type character. I'm sure that's who, this is who they were inspired by. But So he goes to this fancy dinner. And oh boy, what an awful place for such a clumsy man. Yeah. Um, he's, he's actually doing okay at first. But uh, through an accidental coat switch in the washroom. Who would believe it? But he got a magician's coat. And so he's dancing with the lady of the hour. Like, he's, he's being pretty suave and professional. He's, like, kind of charming her and stuff. But lo and behold, like, these things keep coming out of his coat. And he's having to, like, find a way to, like, get rid of all these magic tools coming out of his coat. Um, which culminates in him squirting the lady in the face with water multiple times and getting slapped. And accidentally releasing a box of mice everywhere that ruins the whole party. Yes. Um, He's kind of found out. And then Mary Sears does show up. And he's like, Mary Sears, you invited me. And she's like, no, I didn't. So they kick him out. Uh, Mary Sears feels bad for this. And um, so what happens next? This is kind of like... She goes out there to talk to him. And that's when they realize what exactly the mix-up was. Like, she did give him the invitation. Oh, yeah. She feels bad. She's like, well, no wonder. Yeah. Oh, also, Vance is like, hey, buddy, stay away from my girl. Like, he's like, don't get near her, Harold. I yeah. hate you. And if she can't, if I can't have her, I'll kill her. He's like, kind of intense. <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? Is he, he goes back to the studio the next day. Right. To, like, I guess talk to her more. Like, I, I think know. he's he goes there... I don't know. It seemed like it was just kind of a happenstance. Oh, he no. He falls into the telephone booth. Right. He was going to call home is what it seemed like. Like, oh, he, he maybe yeah. gave up. Like, he was going to check back about his audition that he thought went well. But kind of seemed like he was going to call home. He accidentally ends up inside, you know, the indoor Hollywood sets and runs into Vance, 
Yeah. And Vance is like, if I can't have it, nobody can. Right. Um, and then he gets knocked unconscious somehow. Uh, Vance is like, you know, strong arming him and punches him, knocks him out, and he falls into a basket. Right. And then the basket is added to the set of this really important shot where it's like nobody, it's all going to be one take, weirdly. and Well, because they're going to flood the whole scene. Right. And so, like, we only have one shot at this. Keep the cameras rolling no matter what. Everyone's, like, so prepared for this scene. And then, you know, Harold shows up in the scene and an actual fight takes out. But before the director can call cut, he gets knocked unconscious. And so the fight scene ensues. And it's a long fight scene. It's very, very long as the place gets more and more flooded and lots of silly slapstick things happen. Yes. Uh, Ultimately, Harold wins. And then he goes to leave because well, he's kicked out. The, um, the owner of the whole enterprise there um, happened to walk by and see mm. what was happening. And he thinks it's a comedy thing. And he thinks it's brilliant. He's so enamored. Right. Um, and so Harold Lee is thrown out. And then the owner guy sees him and he's like, that was amazing. And... Of course, Harold shoots his shot and is like, nope, I just ruined the whole set. I got kicked out. I ruined everything. And dude's like, kind of doesn't, like... He's weirded out. We, he's need, like, we need to get you a contract. And he's like, no, 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 I don't deserve it. I'm awful. Well, no, 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 because he's, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, but yeah, he kind of wins over Mary Sears. Mm-hmm. And then a police officer shows up and he's like... You're coming with me, buddy. And so he goes with him. Like, uh-oh, it's all over now. It turns out the owner of the company was all like, I really want to sign you anyway, even though you ruined that set. Yeah, like, maybe it was an accident, but it was hilarious. So Harold wins in the end. And breaks that guy's hat again? Yeah. Or that's the note we could end on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was a nice circle back, you know? Well, maybe we can find more circle backs... In the, in the clearance, clearance aisle. Is there, that sounds kind of, like, racist. I don't know. I'm a little worried. I don't know. If <laughs> I, I like to it's imagine. It's the 30s. It's fine. Oh, my God. Quite the doozy we have with this film. Was it frugal? Was it not? Discuss. Oh. So there's certainly a lot of destruction. Uh, it's like some superhero level shenanigans yeah. and destructions. Um Agreed. I think that the level of slapstickery was quite the, uh, uh, I couldn't think of a good rhyme. I mean, okay, so Harold loses a shoe, which effectively ruins the pair of shoe, That's right? true. Gotta buy new shoes, and I assume it was probably his best. I mean, he was going for his Hollywood interview. Mm-hmm. Nice pair of shoes, down the drain, literally. And he also ruins Mary Sears' convertible top on her car. It looks like maybe even broke the, like, arm that it attaches to. That can't be cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, he breaks a lamp at her house, I think, as well. He breaks... I mean, he breaks, like, everything he touches. All the glass panels. <laughs> panels. Know. All the glass panels. Uh, the whole movie set is kind of ruined, that whole, whole shot. 
party. Which, that was shot on film, so that was not cheap. Yeah, and that's going to change that whole movie. Because, like, that's the ending now. Like, it kind of seemed like that was kind of the end of the movie, the big climax. Right. That's the whole movie. Like, they got, they probably already built it and everything. And now they got to say, ah, here's what it is now. Like, right. Um, Just in general, I'd say, you know, just like all the destruction, that's not frugal. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't think we can narrow it down any further. Yeah, just, just. Uh, Mary Sears calls him trouble. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can say effectively, like, trouble, not frugal. Um, I think we should discuss, uh, because he was kind of adorably clumsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that frugal as a a tactic? I mean, I guess not because so much stuff got broken, but I want to take it away from physical property. Well, see, yeah, moving beyond that, um, his focus on his career, I think, is what also woos her. Mm-hmm. Like That's frugal. Because he's not just trying to, like, get in her pants because she's so pretty. Yeah. And that's what she's used to men doing. So she she's very enamored with his focus on his career, which, like you said, is frugal. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of two frugal points in a way. Like, your focus on the frugal and your career will help in other paths along the way. I think um, they definitely used live animals in this movie, mm. uh, which I'm going to say is frugal. Probably cheaper than like having to animate them as they would nowadays. Certainly in the 30s, and especially you know probably not for the animals, but for humans. <laughs> probably saving a lot of animals' lives now. Actually, I know we are, but <laughs> I mean we're killing a lot of them anyway. That's neither here nor square. Uh, one thing is. Harold, um, when he's trying to make up with Mary Sears and accidentally gets the invitation, he buys flowers from just, I don't know, a booth at Hollywood, you know, um, and he accidentally breaks the flowers before he can buy them, so he swaps them out real quick. (laughs) That's frugal. But is Hollywood frugal? No, okay. not frugal. Waste, Good. waste of money. Um, okay. So, you not that our entire, <laughs> the entire entire thing holding a lot of this podcast together. Wasted money. Oh man, is this is uh, the last episode. We just realized no, that Hollywood no, itself. No, 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 I guess movies come from elsewhere as well. So yeah, especially a lot of our bargain ones. You know, it's true. It's true. So yeah, not only does he swap out the flowers, frugal. Um, then whenever it doesn't work, he asks to refund the flowers, which I think is a frugal mindset, you know? And they were 50 cents. They were, yeah, which very expensive for 1932. Mm. What would that be today? Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. In my head, I thought, well, I remember in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a candy bar was 10 cents. And that was at a time when now it would be a dollar. So the equivalent would be like he could buy five candy bars, which means it'd be like five dollars. The 1930 inflation rate was two point negative two point three four. The current year over year inflation rate twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one is now positive one point three six. If this number totals, this number holds fifty dollars today would be the equivalent of buying power to. Equivalent in buying power to 15. That didn't answer my question. <laughs> I know. I was waiting. Like, 
Hmm. Don't they have, like, somewhere there's got to be a calculator, right? Um, okay, so, yeah, it's right here. 50 cents in 1930 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $7.80. I was not too far off. Um, and I think that's a pretty cheap pair of, uh, thing of flowers, though. I mean, yeah, especially for, like, kind of a last-minute rush. In Hollywood? <laughs> and they were nice flowers. Are you flowers. kidding me? Uh, yeah, try more like $20, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't even, I can't even pick a flower for a dollar nowadays. <laughs> so are we saying the flowers are frugal? Yeah, of course. Because okay. you couldn't buy them for that today. <laughs> you want to help out like get me out of this no i'm just watching i'm enjoying oh speaking of though on the train um he sits in the back of the train getting that fresh air and we see uh the bellhop or whatever come out and say like last call for dinner and he's like i'm good he gets out a sandwich he packed himself a lunch smart frugal man for those unaware a sandwich is a sandwich for those (laughs) not wanting to pronounce the w w and add an m in sandwich Sandwich is equal to sandwich. Thank you. I think uh, year over year for this film, not frugal. What do you mean? Overall. Year over year? Yeah, I just we said year. I said it a second ago and wanted to say it again. I thought you would just go with it as a thing. <laughs> but instead, you called me out. I thought maybe you were making a point about how old it was, With and maybe it too. didn't age well. Didn't age well. Not frugal. I mean, I'm actually surprised at how well it did age. Like, I was I was a bit fretful realizing we'd picked such an old movie. But it turned out really entertaining. Like, it held up, I think. Hmm. Like, good old sure. classic slapstick. I agree, but not frugally. Look at all the destruction. The set's destroyed and all that on film. Film is so expensive. Do it in one take. But it also got him a new contract. Like, he got what he came there for, which is a career, which is frugal. And we talked about how he's frugal-minded. Like, he's frugal-minded. He has his eyes set on his career, which is frugal, and wins him the girl. But the he's only had one real audition, and that took 26 takes. Jesus, you're right. That was awful. And so they're basing it just on that he's funny. And so if they're just going on improv, that's a lot to gamble. I think overall it's a gamble thing. And I'm going to say not frugal. That's very true. Like, they know he has no acting talent, and this is all just his clumsiness. Big gamble to sign a whole contract on. And then if you're trying to stage clumsiness, I mean, it's just going to be clumsy, clumsy. Yeah, how do you even do that? Like, the magic of it is its accidentalness. Right. Hmm. I think not frugal. Overall. I think you're right. And I think the lesson is to do it in one take. Do it in one take. Do it in one. I mean, that is the best thing that happened in the whole movie. That's what got him the contract. Do it in one take. Do it in one take. All right. Movie crazy. We're not crazy about it. (laughs) Donna, you want to thank some people? I would love to. First, I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, and we sure would appreciate that. I also want to thank Sarah Anastasia. For our thumbnail art, which you can see Brandon and I holding our cats who frequently interrupt the podcast and thus are part of it. And I'd also like to thank 
the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds that we use on our intro and outro of each episode. And finally, I'd like to thank Anchor for hosting our podcast. And if you want to make your own podcast or if you want to support our podcast, Anchor's a place where you can do that. It's really freaking cool. I also want to thank our bargainer this week, which is BAJ51012. Did I say that right? 51012. Yeah, I did it. That was off memory, folks. You remember? Thank you, Baj, our bargainer. Donna has now remembered six digits in a row. I sure. It's like five digits. Five, ten, twelve. Yeah, you're right. Boom. I even remembered how many digits it was. What's up? You can't stop me. I feel like you were kind of like nice and reserved about that. You're like, what is up? You cannot stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I was being really like increasingly loud and like, oh, let me back away and quiet down. Well, now that we are on the quiet downside of the podcast, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we will be back next week for all new bargain adventures. Next week is our last month of love episode. Closing out strong. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you've enjoyed this month of love. I hope you're filled with love and romance. Love, 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 love. Love, you love. I keep saying love, 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 love. And love. If you're not, you're getting lots of love. Hope you had a good Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day or just discount chocolates day. Maybe you got with a bunch of chickens. Had a Valentine's Day. (laughs) Val, Valentine, you're so amazing. I love it. All right. Um, Anyway. Just some regular buddies. Tweet at us. Let us know what you did at the bargain day. What? You just got with a couple of buddies and had a Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, you're right. You can have Valentine's Day. What else? I want to say Shalentine, but that's not really anything. Maybe you watched a lot of late night talk shows and had a Valentine's Day. Not like that. Um, it's kind of the same as, as the other one, isn't it? I just said Valentine's Day twice. Well, maybe, maybe you did some some fancy cooking mm. and had a Shalatine's Day. Oh. All right. Well, that's fine. Okay. That's enough. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, my name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. I never want to be more than a potato. What the whiteboard says. Dirty deeds and the dumb Wow, wow.